Hello and welcome to the Wealth on Purpose podcast. It's here where you can navigate the important financial topics that you want to know about. Designed with convenience in mind and a human tone of voice. Communicated to you through real stories and a wealth of experience. This is Wealth on Purpose with Brian Diffley and Brian Hartman. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Wealth on Purpose. I am Brian Diffley. With me is Brian Hartman of Granite Bridge Wealth Management, and we're here in Ani Studios for another podcast. Wealth on Purpose. Wealth on Purpose. And the last one we did was really fun because we got to answer a survey question that people had of us. We're going to do the same thing today. Yep. I think last time it was surprising what they asked. This time was surprising, but the more that we thought about it, the more we realize there is a little bit of confusion out there on like what advisors do for their clients and specifically like what Granite Bridge and you and I do for our clients. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I hear all the time, you probably do too. You meet people and they say, oh, my neighbor's a financial advisor or the guy to Jim's advisor or, you know, fill, fill in the blank. And then you sort of realize that there might be some sort of disconnect with their interpretation of exactly what they do. And it makes sense. I mean, there's, you know, specialists in another area, most likely. And our job doesn't come with its own you know, subset of invariables and complications, complexities, if you will. But it is interesting. And I think the one thing that we really sort of want to make sure when people come to us and have questions, we just want clarity, yeah. right? We want clarity for a lot of reasons. We want people to feel comfortable, but we want people to understand that they can communicate openly. That's super important to us, right? Yeah. I mean, let's take one thing off. If you are someone who's questioning what advisors do or what specifically... Brian and I do for our clients, don't feel bad about it. The industry has done a really bad job of providing the job title of financial advisor to way too many people of like different qualifications. So someone that has like a basic security license can hold the title financial advisor. Someone that has the designations that we carry can be a financial advisor. Someone that just helps their clients like pick stocks. Right. Financial advisor, or right. it could be someone like us who are, takes a much more holistic approach. So the marketplace is probably creating the confusion. Sure. So great, great topic. We can't speak about what everybody else does, I guess, today, but we're going to talk a little bit about how we think firms like ours should be serving their clients in the way that we do. Exactly. And I think why it's so important for us to be, for us, for people to be crystal clear on our process, two reasons, I think. One, we want to attract the right people. We want to work with the right people. We want people that have the same some stratus of like moral values that they can appreciate the value that we're giving and vice versa. So we want to have that sort of value system, not carbon copies of us, but people who are different, but then appreciate working with us. And then also, I think clarity on from our own company's perspective, clarity on our systems. So we have our roles completely identified so we can go out and we're crystal clear on our own roles on how we can work with the people. Because our what we want to do, Brad, right, is we want to get people to find the best version of their future financial self as quickly as reasonably possible so they can go and chase the thing that lights them on fire when they think about it, that leaves them breathless when they think about that one thing. And it's our job to prepare them for retirement so they can go and do that. Yeah. If that's, if that's the goal, right? Like that's the goal. Selling company or retiring, whatever it is. I think there are two steps to this question that we'll probably cover in the next 20 minutes or so. First, what we do from a process standpoint, because we do have a process in the way that we begin our relationship with our clients, how we design the relationship, and then how we nurture it. 
But is that what our clients are asking us what we do in that standpoint? Or are they saying like, how do we work with them? Right. Which is a totally different thing. Like how do we deal with the emotions and the actual goal achievement and all of that, which I think is just as, as important as our process on how we actually get there. Like we can even talk about how our clients feel at different moments of our meetings and our relationship and how kind of the dynamics change the longer our clients are with us. Right. Right. Because that is an overused term, this client. I, I, we're almost allergic to it. it. Relationship. Like these are professional relationships that we have with these folks. They're intimate. We know a lot about people. We need to do our jobs really well. So what we're going to be answering today is what do we actually do for the people that work with us and our team at Grand Bridge Wealth Management? Yep. You want to start? So first, we didn't rehearse this. We didn't rehearse this? No. I would say, sure, I'll go. I mean, I think when most people come to us anyway, they think we're going to talk to them about what? Their investments. Look at statements. We're going to look at the long division that was done by someone with really thick glasses. And thank God for those people, by the way. But they think that we're going to get into some of the nuts and bolts of the statements, which, by the way, of course, that's part of it. But we always say, great. How does that relate to the voice that pairs back to the ambition that you want to create for yourself? Because it's not just numbers on a statement. Of course, that's part of it. But how do we weave that into a well-made, tailored, customized financial plan? So what we like to say to people is, obviously, we're going to spend a tremendous amount of time through our economies of scale, making sure that we vet the appropriate investments for you. But moreover, when you're living your best financial life, we don't want you caring about those statements. We want you caring about the plan because you now have an objective license to go and live that best life. Like I said, chase down those dreams that you want to do in retirement. We can actually do that. And our job is not to be psychological analysts, right? But I think it's allowed to let yourself be emotional in the process. We always say, don't make decisions emotionally, but give yourself, a, you know, feel comfortable getting emotional about it. And it's just, and that's about just having human interactions about that plan that I'm alluding to. Sure. Nailed it, right? We are so much more focused on where our clients want to be or the outcomes than we are on the journey, right? We don't have to go and clients come to us for the first time and they have financial statements from their old 401k or from another investment team that they happen to be working with. During a lot of times that first interaction, they want to hand those over to us. Yeah. One of the things that we do is we say, no, right. like, you know, we hear, you're going to hear this a lot in our podcast and throughout your relationship with us, but like the first date has nothing to do with money that they have with us. We call our first meeting with all of our clients the first date. And it's because you talk about things in the first meeting that you'd probably talk about if you were on your first date, right? You don't bring your tax return to your first date. You don't bring your financial statements to your first date. The person on the other side of the table doesn't deserve to see that just yet, right? It's too yeah. personal. But in the first date, you may talk about where you've been in life, how you've gotten to where you are today and what you would like to see in the future. That's what we ask in that first date. So it's, it's before we talk about the money, and all that other stuff that people just think that like financial advisors are so obsessed with. We're like, no, we're obsessed with your goals and kind of your story and what the future story looks like. So let's start the relationship with that as the foundation. How did you get to where you are today? Where are you in fact today? And let's talk about what your goals are in the future. And those goals aren't like, the financial article goals. Hey, I need to have $3 million and that's what I'm working towards. Some of our clients say that, but I'll say the majority of the folks that come into our door go, 
I want to retire and go on two vacations a year without having to be worried if I'm going to run out of money. Or you know, I have a special needs son, grandson, granddaughter, whatever it is, that I really need to make sure that I have planning for so that they can live their best lives. Like the real stuff that matters, right? Exactly. And we've actually spent, I mean, use the word obsess. I mean, we have obsessed on some of our systems. And I'll point to this. We have a process. We actually named it. So we have the crown planning process. It's because that right there, it's also called the keystone in our logo. It's informally called the crown. And the crown sort of holds the weight on both sides, which is representative of us and how we work, which is not just one dimensional, not two, not even three, making sure that everything, like all the all the weights are, you know, the checks and balances are all measured out so people can feel comfortable that they're Surrey Bridge walking across. Goofy, cheesy analogy. We like it though because people resonate with it. And then we pull back the wool on all of our systems in person so someone knows exactly what they're going to be getting. And they don't have to fall into that unfortunate entrapment of what some people may call regret. And I know that that may be some sort of a controversial word sometimes, but there's nothing wrong with it. I think if it could be faced and understood ahead of time, right? Where I mean, there are actually studies done on that where they go to older folks and they say, you know, what do you regret? It's never actionable things. It's things that they didn't do. They didn't allow themselves to be happy enough. They didn't go on that vacation. They lost touch with friends and family. They didn't get to, they didn't allow themselves to have true feelings. It's so interesting that it's not things that they wish they, you know, that they regretted they did. It's regret that they didn't do. So how does that work in our realm? We want to get people away from the catalyst that allows people to feel that, which is, to your point, fear. You know, sometimes come to us with like a certain amount of agitation, like, I don't know, we're going to be talking about uncomfortable things. I don't know if I really want to do that. Maybe I just won't do it. So then they may fall into that entrapment of that. So our job is to let regret never be a situation for them. So again, they can go live their best lives and through our systems and conduits, I mean, they're able to do that because when you think about it, when people come to us, they're not mandated to do so. There is no regulatory body standing over us looking at the work that we're doing. No one's going to do that, right? So they come hat in hand sometimes, and it is really our job to speak to them on a human level, make sure that they're comfortable, that, they, that we eliminate all that agitation and get them feeling comfortable in their own skin and see that future self that they have. Totally. And so what we always find out is like that that feeling that, like I just say, isn't pleasant, whatever that level of unpleasantry as it relates to like looking at your finances, where that generally stems from is not understanding maybe where you are, where all your money is, or how it's specifically working for you. And to no fault of their own, most families come to us with that, yep. right? That to some extent, and they say it in all their different ways is, hey, can we have a bunch of stuff that we've accumulated? And that doesn't matter if they come to us when they're 40 or 60 or 70. They kind of just feel like they have a bunch of things that they probably done well on. Maybe the investment performance was great or not so great or whatever it is, but they don't know how their money actually relates to their goal or right. what bucket of their money they should use for different goals. Like, what, where do I go when I need income? Where do I go when I need to have access to fund money? Or where would I go if I needed to help somebody? And all those different kinds of things. And so to make people feel more comfortable and to ease that burden of pleasantry or whatever it is that most people feel about their relationship with money, we establish it and say, let's figure out where you are today. Like, 
we talk about sometimes when we get in front of large groups of people, when we do speaking engagements and so on and so forth, we talk about a little bit of a funny thing called the junk drawer, right? Mm -hmm. And we talk about what's in our junk drawer if you were to open it up in either one of our kitchens. And it's like all this stuff that you need in life, right? To raise a family, the super glue, the old stamps, like all that kind of stuff. A lot of people, when they're describing their financial pictures, they almost sound like they're doing that. Like I have the 401k from right. when we were working for this company in our 30s. We have some CDs over at the local bank. We have you know a, a brokerage or an investment account that's held at another custodian. And they just feel like they're kind of all over. And it's because that's kind of how life is at first, right? We're all navigating it. And as we're building our careers, navigating our families, like we don't necessarily maybe have the time and energy to really concentrate on keeping our finances tight. And then we get to a place in life, a lot of us, we go, wow, this is a big nest egg. Like I really need to maybe nourish this a little bit more. And that's often when people intersect with us and really come into our lives. And so our goal, if we're talking about what we do for clients is to first make sure our clients really have a good understanding of where they are today. Let's take a look at the life insurance policies that you bought when you first started having kids and got into your career. Let's take a look at what your employee benefits look like. And we bring those all together in one of our software packages so that our clients can right. visually see where they are today. Because how would we make any recommendation? Or how would our clients be able to accept a recommendation for change or upgrade if they don't understand where they are today? It's a really kind of a question that we are like left scratching our heads because so many folks that I'll say have the same titles as you and I do professionally would just look at the financial statements and make recommendations. We need right. to know where it ties. Where is the connective tissue between where our client's money is currently, maybe where it should be, and the ambitions that they have for the future? Absolutely. I feel like, I mean, it's well said. I feel that people come to us sometimes with, it almost feels like suit bags filled of clothes, like the <laughs> sleeves hanging out of the, the clothes that just stuffed in and they go, this is what I got. And we try to get them to think about, okay, what about the coordination of that? What sort of strategy do we have to sort of take those clothes, unpack them, refold them? What drawers do they go in? And it's sort of like, like this light goes off. Like, oh my God, I didn't really think about that. I just figured I, I, I just accumulated all these clothes and these you know, suitcase things. And now I just like, here it is. It's like, <laughs> great, that's perfect. But that could be coordinated. Like, let's figure out like you write fabric softener, you know, like we could dial it down, let's tailor it to you and make sure that we find a place for those. So when you need that, you know exactly where it is. That is coordinated, color coordinated. I mean, I'm staying on this laundry motif now. So I'll get off it soon. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but I think that, you know, some people sort of come and say, this is what I've done and it's, they should be applauded. Yeah. They've done well. But now they need sophistication to go and expand. And I think that's really where the separator is for people when they have the right advisory team, they have a successful plan that they can go and execute after all the good work that they've done. It's not their job to do it. They're not supposed to be orchestrating all the instruments when they come to the table. Right. That, that's the job of the conductor, right? They don't get to do that. They should be able to sit back and enjoy the music. So that's something that if they have the right people in place. They can do that for them. They can revet it a hundred times over the next 30 plus years that hopefully they're in a relationship mm -hmm. with their advisors for, and then make sure that the wealth transfer, if any, is done very efficiently. And that's something that we have bleeding hearts about as well. And yes, I mean, so then from right now, it sounds like people come to us with these suitcases or, you know, the, the vision of a suitcase and bringing all this information. A lot of times it's just 
need help, right? They'll just yeah. come to us who's just like, hey guys, I just I feel like I just need a little help and guidance getting towards it. It gets us really excited because all, the obstacle to becoming a client of ours has nothing to do with you being worth a million or 10 million or $20 million. The thing that is the obstacle between a great relationship with us and not a great relationship with us is communication. Yep. Right. And so one of the things that really like makes us incredibly happy with our clients is creating an environment between us and them. If it's a couple or, or a family where they can maybe share information with each other that they've never had the appropriate environment to do previously. Right. Where somebody can just say, OK, during this two hour block of time or hour block of time, when we're meeting with our team at Grand Bridge Wealth Management. We're going to talk about stuff and maybe it gives a spouse permission to the other spouse to say, you know what? I've actually been thinking about retiring at 62 as 65. And not that it was inappropriate to talk about it, other things, but like, again, juggling between career management and family management, maybe there just wasn't a great time to talk about these kind of things. And we get to kind of experience them telling each other that. And so we're passengers on that train. We can go, wow, right. that's the big goal. Right. This person just articulated to his or her spouse for the first time that they have this goal and we get to see the reactions on how that really comes in. And then that's what we go and set our path towards. Hey, okay, Jack or Jill, we just heard that you may want to do this a little bit early. There's probably a deeper meaning behind that. Maybe you saw a friend go into retirement a little bit earlier and just created a great lifestyle. Or maybe there's a sad story behind it where you know somebody who retired and passed away earlier and you say, you know what, I want to buy a little bit more of my own time and get out of the workplace earlier. It's all that kind of stuff. And then that's what we work towards. So when it comes to what we do is we're creating pathway so that people can actually measure their results towards getting toward the goal instead of measuring the results against some type of return. Right. So instead of saying, I need to make 8% a year, you know, right. like so many people do, you're like, no, you need to retire in four years. Let's right. make sure that's possible and that you have the confidence as you get closer and closer to that goal, that it's actually going to be attainable and achievable for you. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And it's not just about, oh, are we beating certain benchmarks or or indices. Yes, that could be part of the narrative and the conversation of success, but what does that back into? Does that back into what you want to be? Does it back into? I mean, we keep coming back to the plan, but I think if we're answering the question, if we're answering this question that people are asking on the survey, it's more than just evaluating numbers on a page or, or we're up or, or we're down. You know, we should, you know, smile face, happy faces. I think you can sort of regenerate that conversation, regerminate it, and just feel good about, you know, what the future lies and know how to get there. And the statements aren't going to tell you that. The statements aren't going to direct that paragraph for you. Financial plan will. A financial plan will. So, and then as your life sort of takes different pathways, you're able to navigate with those clients. I was, I was just going to go down the navigation trail. It happens to everybody. Trail. Yeah. yeah. The navigation trail is super important. And the way that you moved your hands for those people who aren't watching and you're listening to us, Brian's hidden by my laptop here. I was yeah. just doing this. Brian's going back and forth with his hands <laughs> and because that's how life is, right? And we, we relate this very much to like the GPS that you could find in your car these days, right? If you were going to plan a family vacation and you were going to go from the East Coast of the United States and you were going to bring your family in your truck or SUV or whatever it is to the West Coast, You'd have the GPS that would give you a general plan of what roads, what states you're going to be driving through. The navigation systems, modern ones, actually will adapt to if there's an accident or a traffic jam, or if you just decided that you needed to pull over for a Starbucks, right? Mm -hmm. the, the things that happen when you're on the journey, our financial plans allow the same thing, right? Like 
instead of them being something that are, is printed on paper permanently, our financial plans can be amended with our clients' lives as they change. The reason why we do that specifically is because our clients' lives change all the time, just like ours do. For us to say, hey, this is exactly what you need to do over the next 10 years is pretty unrealistic. Because over 10 years, fantastic things can happen, right? Families can be really successful in their careers. They can have growing families or whatever it is, or some tragedy can happen along the way. We need to make sure we can account for that and that our, and that our clients, the people that pay us to care about them, know that the plan is adaptive. So right. that when it does change for good, bad, or indifferent reasons, that there's a plan for that change and they can go peacefully into that. Because you're going to be worried when good, bad things happen. We don't want you to be worried about the finances. Be worried about the event itself and know that the finances have already kind of been prepared for this deviation in your life plan. Exactly. So, I mean, that, so you owe that book a few more chapters then, right? I mean, a lot more than just the narrative of the universal financial planners that we get told about all the time. My financial planner this or, the, or that. And it's great. You know, I mean, everyone has to start somewhere. If there's an accumulation phase, there's a decumulation phase. And I'll just say one onus is spent a lot more on one than the other. And rightly so to a point, but then there comes a tipping point, you know, a point of diminished returns where that mind shift has to happen. And that I think is where you know, the right team says, okay, great. Guess what? You've been climbing up this mountain for a long time, but guess what? You got to come back down. And someone told me a long time ago, I don't know if it's true, but most of the people who perish doing the amazing exploration on Mount Everest, they perish on the way down. Hmm. So making sure that those ropes and pulleys are completely tight and taut and safe, that's something that is our job and with the job of our clients together. You know, but I think analogies aside, <laughs> I think the most important thing is taking it beyond just the statements that our clients come in with. That's an amazing starting point, but then giving them, allowing them to have, and sometimes helping them find their true voice so they can be their true self and actually let the shoulders roll back and say to themselves, objectively, we can feel okay about this. By nature, you and I are caring people, right? I think people can say a lot of things about us, but the commonality that we have is that we really do care about people. We need our clients to give us the information to care about. Right. And what I mean about that is tell us who's important in your life. Tell us who else is involved. Tell us who may be a benefactor of your wealth and how you may want that to pass. So that way we can care about that and those missions, but we can also be held accountable. Right. Hey, Brian and Brian, you remember that I was talking about wanting to help my niece in a few years? Well, that time's come. And we go, oh, yeah, we've been planning for that. And then it's not about, hey, you know, I've been wanting that $25,000 to be growing for my niece. No, no, no. We want to make sure we can help the niece. So allow us to care by providing that information to us because then we do. When we talk and what keeps us up at night sometimes, very little has to do with what the markets are doing or interest rates or who's in political office. When we're up at night, because we're thinking about things our clients are like, oh, geez, this is happening in their life. I hope they feel prepared. We know they're prepared, but our ambitions is that they feel confident and, uh, and comforted that they're going to be. And that's a, like, that's what our job is. If we had to say it to a sixth grader or someone who's even you know six years old, we say we have to care about people. Our job is for people to, for us to care about them and prepare them for their financial future. Yeah, if we had to say it as simply to put it as possible and be in front of them and prove it, and be prove in front it. of them and prove it and prove it over and over and over again. Right? I mean, constantly earn that relationship. It's a gift, and it goes to our previous podcast, podcast number. 
three, where we were talking about kind of our client stories and things like that and kind of what they mean for us and why we're in the industry. What keeps us in the industry isn't the excitement of the markets or helping people that have wealth become wealthier. It's seeing them and being a passenger on their train of life so that they send us a picture when they go and do something amazing that maybe they didn't know that they could do, right? The pictures that we get of our clients who skydive in retirement or go back to school when they retired because they wanted to go and study history now that they have free time on their hands. That's what lights our fuse when, and then, you know, some of the other times we have tragedy. We work with a lot of families across the States, right? 38 states or 39 states or wherever we are in right now, sometimes not so great things happen. And not that we're, we're happy to have been part of those lives and we're proud of the way that we've protected them. So that way, if something tragic happens to someone in that family, knowing that we've had, especially in your category, like the insurances and things that stand up and support that family in times where it's not the greatest of things happening, that's our job too. It's not just about, hey, let's talk about the great days and those ambitions. Your ambition may also just be, I want to make sure if I don't make it home from work on Monday, that my family and their goals still have enough money to, to go forward even if I'm not here. Exactly. So, I mean, so you have the investment piece, you had the financial plan, then you have the things that can make that financial plan fall on its face. So, you need to have a protection piece surrounding the things that when I don't know. Right, you see all the time. Our crystal ball is just as hazy as everyone else's, but we also know happening people, and we know the potential financial peril that can come with that. So, just having the conversations around not the negative things, but it's like things. It's like, look, you know, I don't think we're most of our clients are not Achilles. You know, I mean, they're mortal just as you and I are, um, unless you know something I don't know. But I think having those conversations are certainly important, and then finding the right financial tools to build that installation where it's worthy. And in most cases, in every case, the conversation is worthy. I mean, that, you know, I mean, that sort of does it. I think in, in summation here to sort of, you know, wrap, wrap it all mm-hmm. together, it's never just like, you know, don't like this term, but the one trick pony of, you know, the fantastic investment advice. That's great. That come, that, that should be coming with everything else. The income strategy, the plan, the protection piece, the, you know, high elevated investment experience when you need a hemp procurement. And so looking at something, I mean, again, we overuse this word, but our industry does as well, just the holistic approach to things and making sure that our clients actually get that and feel it, and then we prove it to them. I'll add this because this is important. Relationship with Granite Bridge, you have an advisory team, not an advisor, right? right? So you don't have a single person that meets with you once a year on a big wooden table, talks to you about your returns. You have our entire team that knows the in and outs and intricacies of your life, right? right? So you know, if you call us, you're not on hold. You get picked up on the phone. They say, hey, hey, Brian, or hey, hey, Jack. You don't have to read them your account number or your social security number. We know who our people are. We keep our business healthy enough, but also small enough that we can really serve those families. And that holistic word in our business means we care about preparing our clients for the future, no matter what it holds for them. Preparing them for the good stuff, preparing them for the not so good stuff. So when it comes to how we work with our clients, we cover all of the bases. Financial professionals that talk to our clients about all the things in their financial aspects of their lives, not just single silos of just investments or just insurance or just a financial plan is so important to us that we bring that all together. And that's our definition of holistic. Well said, Bri. I just want to 
say thanks again for the questions and answering the surveys. It was great. He gave us a lot of fodder here to go mm-hmm. and talk about some really cool things. Appreciate you always. Thanks for listening. Hope you get something out of this and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you for stopping by the Wealth on Purpose podcast. Your visit is very important to us. If you feel that you got something from your time, please consider subscribing and or liking. For more, please visit us on granitebridgewealth.com where a wealth of knowledge awaits.